0: Well sounds gun.
1: Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape!
0: And welcome to the Stinking Paws podcast, where we review classic, sometimes not so classic movies old and new. My name's Scott, and as we're still in lockdown, at the other end of a Skype line, despite the fact he's only about a five minute drive away, it's my good friend Paul. Good afternoon, mate.
2: Afternoon, Scott. It's a bit weird, but we'll yeah, make
0: do. Not going to dwell too much on the, um, the ongoing situation. Um, suffice to say, things are certainly a little strange still, but... Despite all the restrictions, the social distancing, we've sort of been given the opportunity to record a little bit more regularly. We we actually, you know, only recorded last week, didn't we? Ten days ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's bugger all else to do. Exactly. I mean, for you, I mean, you've had a lot more free time on your hands with you know work situation and stuff like that. Have you found yourself watching any more movies than usual?
2: Do you know what? I haven't no? because I find because I'm so bored with my own company
0: (laughs) I'm getting like that
2: (laughs) Um, I find my attention span is so short yes and if I sit down to watch something give it five ten minutes no no don't want to watch it I'm up doing something else I'm on the Xbox yeah I start to play a game on the Xbox no don't want to play that (laughs) Uh, it's just you've you've got things to pass the time but it's just repetitiveness of it all. Yeah.
0: We sort of dream of this, don't we? You know, know, three weeks off, four weeks off, whatever. And and when it's handed to you on a plate, it's, it's hell on earth. It's, the attention span thing is, is is quite right, mate. Exactly the same for me.
2: Yeah. I mean, today I went shopping. Mm. So that was like two hours out of the house, which was wonderful.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I never thought I'd really enjoy going shopping. <laughs> going shopping
0: yeah, you, you're not a big shopper, are you? No. <laughs> it's, it's
2: just human contact,
0: which is
2: enjoyable. Uh, yeah, enjoyable
0: strange, isn't it? This, as I say, don't want to dwell too much on it because we did sort of mention it in the last episode and people are li- living it anyway. They know what's going on out there. So today's episode, a bit of a strange one for you because one, it's a horror movie and Two, you actually selected it. It wasn't sort of thrust upon you, this one. I'm full
2: of surprises.
0: <laughs> so your choice this afternoon. It's Brian De Palma, it's Stephen King, Sissy Spacek, John Travolta, back to 1976, and Carrie will be back after this.
1: Trailer! Trailer!
3: Trailer! Trailer. Trailer. It's the night of the senior prom the Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there. Even Carrie White. The girl no one likes. Oh, sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie. And everyone makes fun of her. Carrie, Carrie. <laughs> the girl who lives in that creepy house with her crazy mother. See the sin of her days and ways. Show her that if she had remained sinless, the curse of blood would never have come on her. The girl with the strange power. If I
1: concentrate hard enough, I can move things.
3: But tonight, no one will laugh at Carrie. If you don't have a date for the prom next Friday, would you like to go with me? She's with the best-looking boy in the senior class. He's trying to trick me again. She'll be voted queen of the prom. You know, I can make sure that you don't hurt Carrie White anymore. For Carrie, it will be a dream come true. For everyone else, it will be a nightmare. (coughs) Carrie. (coughs) A new film by Brian De Palma. Based on the chilling bestseller. Starring Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, and introducing John Travolta in his first motion picture role. If you have a taste for terror, you have a date with Carrie.
0: Carrie, released in the UK on the 4th of November 1976, directed by Brian De Palma, starring Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, Amy Irving, William Catt, John Travolta, PJ Souls. Your choice today, mate. Give us the synopsis, please.
2: Um, it's a 16-year-old diffident teenager. That's a big word, isn't it? Diffident. Don't name <laughs> who is consistently mocked and bullied at school. Her peers are unaware that she possesses telekinetic powers. Yes, basically, isn't it? And long and short of it, otherwise you give away way too much of yeah. what we're going to be discussing.
0: Yeah, we, we've got no danger of spoiling this for a movie that's 40 years old. I yeah. only watched this a few months back. I, I thought it was around Halloween, but I think I've watched it this year.
1: Oh, okay.
0: We've spoken at length about Stephen King movie adaptations because we've covered, let's think, we've done The Dead Zone, Stand By Me, Green Mile, Shawshank, and The shi- Ooh, and the Shining. And I think what we've said previously was that there's some great Stephen King adaptations, Shawshank, for example, but there's some yeah. right stinkers as well.
2: Oh, God, yeah, I've seen Graveyard Shift, which was horrific. <laughs> i never terrific. watched
0: it, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: but this, this carry is number one, isn't it, as his first book his first screen adaptation to film.
0: Yeah.
2: And for his first one, I thought, yeah, it's it's a very, very good one to start with.
0: Well, having Brian De Palma to direct it must have helped as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a shame that they're so patchy. There was a real period of dodgy Stephen King adaptations, and there was this reputation for a while, wasn't there, that he's like, oh, another shitty Stephen King, you know, not doing justice to the book.
2: Yeah, I think I think sort of late eighties, they 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 did just churn them out. They just the the obviously the the movie producers and that just bought up every Stephen King book that yeah. came out without really realizing that some of them weren't that good or <laughs> wouldn't transpose to film that well. That
0: was more it, I think that there's a lot of stuff when Stephen King writes in sort of flashbacks or things going through people's heads and how do you put that onto a big screen? Carrie's all right. Carrie, you know, that's a a fairly simple story, but yeah, this one, I think this is no exception. I think this is up there with one of the best ones.
2: Yeah. I mean, as you say, 44 years old, Mm. still enjoyed it when I watched it. Yeah. You can see it's dated a little, um, but, you'd expect any film made forty odd years ago to be dated but no I, I think I think now it doesn't hold the horror and suspense that it would have to me as a teenager okay and and I focused more on how horrible the girls were <laughs> and the bullying and everything and you you think if something like that were to happen in not the telekinesis, obviously, but the bullying mm. um, it, in this day and age. I mean, those girls wouldn't only be kicked out of school, but they'd probably be prosecuted and arrested.
0: More than likely, you know. For years, I thought it was just an okay movie. You know, it's just oh, it's a horror film. I'd seen a fair few times um, and possibly, like as you said, even a little dated. But watching it in quite quick succession this last couple of times – I've absolutely loved it. And almost to the degree that I'm going to say is a classic, It's a classic horror film. It's there.
2: I, I think it is. Yeah. Cause it's, you could show that to any age group and they'd all enjoy bits of it. If not yeah. the whole film, it's not too scary that it's going to cause people nightmares, but, um, It's definitely a great film. Uh, I mean, to still be talked about so much now, 40-odd years later, it must have something going for it.
0: By your admission, you're not a big fan of horror movies.
2: Look, don't don't see the enjoyment in scaring myself.
0: (laughs) And, And this, I think now watching it through eyes that are 44 years older, it's a different pace of a horror film. I mean, this has been remade a couple of times yeah uh, and the tone of it has changed on each occasion i mean let's talk about the remake quickly let's get out of the way the the most recent one but saying that was that was seven years ago
2: yes yeah with uh julian law yeah some, some unknown as a, as the uh as carrie wasn't it No, it that
0: was chloe grace moretz wasn't it
2: as i said unknown I <laughs> to don't me know.
0: oh don't want to kick ass no, oh, oh, that girl, yeah, yes. hit girl, yes. mm. yeah, yeah, competent remake. I mean, there is a slew of Stephen King adaptations being remade at the moment. Notably, it and uh Pet Sematary was the m- most recent one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I- yeah. And okay, I mean, the, the new version of it, I quite enjoyed. That version of Carrie, I just thought. Mm. That one I didn't think was necessary. I didn't see why they chose to remake it because I think this version holds up so well.
2: Yeah, I I mean, yeah. why do you need to remake films 30, 40 years down the line unless you can make it significantly better, either with the special effects or just the cinematography? But it's such a simple film with... Very few locations, and it, it's more on the acting and the suspense. Um, Yeah, why do you need to remake a film mm. like that?
0: What prompted you to choose this? I, I know you were sort of led into it a little bit by me from the conversation we were having at the end of the last episode, because I mentioned I was going to bring Christine to the table, wasn't I? I, think, the other Stephen King one? And then I said, oh, Carrie as well. And you went, oh, can I have that? And Because... You instantly grabbed that, didn't you, and said, yeah, I'm going to take that. That's going to be my choice. What's your history uh, I, with it? You must, you know, love this film then.
2: I remember seeing it first as what well, must have been an early teenager when it was either on telly or maybe video rentals. Probably, what, what do you reckon this was when it came out? Uh, what was the rating back then? Was it still? Well, when it first came out, and,
0: 76 now, there had been yeah. A, double A's and X's, would not it?
2: X's, yeah. And this would have been an X, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm assuming so back then, yeah. If course. for nothing else but the nudity.
0: Oh god, yeah, of course. There you go, that'll do it. And and the swearing, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um so yeah, probably watch this um on video rental that my older brothers would have got. So <laughs> Yeah, of course, yeah. And yeah, it's been one often repeated in the eighties on T V. Yeah. And it's probably after I don't know if it's probably the the horror i've seen the most
0: because there's not many that you've seen or many that you no, enjoy no.
2: not many horrors that i'd go back and watch a second time <laughs> um, and yeah i see i although it's classed as a horror i don't really see it so much as a horror it's more supernatural um, yeah like i firestarter is another one that i've seen a few times and it's i don't mind watching horrors like this it's the horrors that are specifically made to make you jump out of your skin that <laughs> but, but i don't see the enjoyment <laughs> in.
0: it's an intelligent horror that's what you like yes yeah yes. okay no jump scares and blood and guts all over the place because it's not gory particularly it's not apart yeah. from the classic jump scare at the end um which has been copied a billion times since
2: that yeah. didn't get me this time.
0: No. Um, <laughs>
2: the last time I watched this a couple of years ago, I'd completely forgotten about it. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, jumped out of my skin at the end when that came up.
0: <laughs> that was actually Sissy Spacek. They buried her.
2: Yes, I was reading that. Buried <laughs> her in a box, didn't they, all the, the rubble.
0: Well, they got her husband to do it because he was working on the movie, apparently, and Brian De Palma didn't want to take responsibility for it, so he got her husband to bury her under all that rubble.
2: Yeah, and they filmed that scene backwards to make it more dreamlike.
0: Yeah, I read that somewhere as well. Yeah, it's very clever. It's very clever. Some of the um, the visual side of things. I mean, Brian De Palma. I mean, I don't know what you know about Brian De Palma apart from one particular movie. Uh, not a lot. Well, he directed the Untouchables.
2: <sighs> oh, I should have known that. Really, shouldn't I? <laughs>
0: But, you know, he did things like Dress to Kill and was it Body Double? I think it was John Travolta as well. Scarface. Scarface, yeah. So competent director. Did you get any sort of Hitchcock vibes from this?
2: Yeah, um, very much Psycho, in fact. Yeah. I'm sure the sound effect of from the shower scene. Uh,
0: <laughs> the violins. I'm sure, it's the violin. I'm
2: sure that was in the film at one point.
0: <laughs> there, there were violins. Uh, yeah. Brian De Palma is known for making Hitchcockian type suspense movies. He, you know he was. That a, he's cockian. <laughs> yeah, of course he is, and uh, <laughs> he's famous for you know doing those type of suspense-filled plots and, and direction. The the bit that stood out for me, I thought that is definite Hitchcock, is when they're hiding under the stage and they're holding onto the rope.
2: Yes. And Amy yeah, Irving suspense.
0: sees the rope. Yeah. And it takes a good two or three minutes, you know, to follow the rope yeah. and standing back and looking at what's it's going a, on.
2: The teacher then yeah. sees the girl who's looking at the rope. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. and you think that's, that's definitely Hitchcock, that whole suspense. Will it happen? Won't it happen? Uh, yeah. and And he's renowned for that sort of thing. He did it in The Untouchables. Look at that scene with the baby carriage going down the stairs.
2: Yes. Yeah. Great scene.
0: Yeah. See what I mean? So so Brian De Palma, yeah, that's that's what he's known for. So n- not particularly known since as a horror director. I don't think he's done any, if at all. I don't know. I'm not looking at his... Um, it's
2: a shame because he did a good job of that. He certainly did. Um, <clears throat> dress, oh, a different dress to kill. Scarface, bodied over oh, wise guys, untouchables. He likes his... Gangster movies by the
0: looks of it. Yeah, Scarface, Untouchables, Wise Guys, you'd say, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Bonfire of Vanities. Oh, that Cars was a massive Rages flop, Wipe. wasn't it? First Mission Impossible, Snake Eyes.
0: Mm. I like Snake Eyes. Snake Black Eyes is great.
2: Dalia, Star- however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it hasn't done any other horrors from yeah. Which is strange. Done such a good job of that one.
0: Yeah. And what I was sort of noticing as I was going through the cast list and sort of checking a few facts and figures out, for a lot of the people in this, it was their first major movie. They'd had a couple of Mm. TV appearances before, or minor movies, but it was certainly like the big one for Sissy Spacek after Badlands.
2: Yeah. Um, And uh, John Travolta, although he was only a minor role in this, it was after just after this, where he really sort of hit fame, wasn't it?
0: Oh, blimey. Well, the thing I was thinking when I was watching this, when you watch the movie, you'd think that William Cat would go on to have the bigger career than Travolta, looking at this movie. Yeah. He's possibly best known for, there was that TV series, The Greatest American Hero. And again, you not being a fan of horrors, but do you remember the mid-'80s, there was a couple of movies, horror movies, called how Yes, yeah, he was in those. Certainly, in the first one.
2: We're talking about the blonde guy.
0: Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the permy hair. Yeah,
2: yeah. Reminds me. Do you remember Paul Nicholas?
0: He did from Jessica's Friends, <laughs> rocking that bleach perm. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd think, looking at this, he was going to be the one that would go on to the mega stardom that Travolta.
2: Yeah, he had the looks, didn't he? Yeah. It was a mate, more a major role than Travolta's.
0: Yep, yeah. go. Oh, he's, he's not in it for a great deal at all, is he? He's just, you know, he's the, he's the bad guy in it. Um, yeah. The, the most experienced person in it would have been Piper Laurie, the mother, because fifties, yeah. sixties, she was in sort of the team movies, lots of musicals, that sort of thing. She was in. The, I remember from Twin Peaks.
2: Really? Yeah, she was in That's Twin must Peaks. Been quite old in that.
0: Well, it has been 15 years after this. Yeah. So I remember in that. Um, Nancy Allen.
2: The lesser god she was in as well. Piper Laurie.
0: Yeah, that was the William Hurt thing, wasn't it? Marley oh. Martin, yeah. Um, Nancy Allen, who I think actually was married to Brian De Palma for a little while. She was. You probably best know her as Murphy's partner in Robocop. Of course she is. (laughs) Of course she is. So I mean, this is a lot of the sort of kickstarts for a lot of careers, this movie. PJ Souls, the one with the baseball cap. Yeah. Right? Appeared in one of the, probably one of the only other horror movies that you've seen. Halloween. Halloween. And she's playing almost exactly the same character. She's the one in the bed whose boyfriend gets stabbed. And then Michael Myers turns up wearing the sheet and the glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's her in that bit. And Betty Buckley, Buckley. Buckley. Right. She was a massive Broadway um musical star on the stage. Carrie was her movie debut. Okay. And she went on not that many movies, but she was Harrison Ford's wife in Frantic.
2: Oh yeah, I've she was that,
0: yeah. one of the wives in Tombstone. Oh
2: god, yeah, yeah. But, Years ago, I that.
0: but yeah, but her her career is more sort of Broadway theatrical that sort of thing. And I need to mention one other person while we're just sort of going through the cast list. Edie McClurg, All right? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Edie McClurg played Helen, the larger girl with the big glasses.
2: Oh, my God, yeah.
0: yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles.
2: Oh, um, (laughs) behind, at the airport.
0: In the car rental place,
2: yeah.
0: Yes. I want a fucking car, I want it fucking now.
2: (laughs) Have you got your paperwork? No, you're fucked.
0: (laughs) That's Edie McClurk. (laughs) Yeah,
2: still with those glasses on. Yeah, yeah. bless
0: her. uh... (laughs) So that's a quick rundown of the cast. Um... You sent me a text. When did you watch this? Was it yesterday?
2: Uh, yeah, yesterday, yeah.
0: We can't talk <laughs> about this without mentioning this text that you sent me after watching it or, was it, or was it in the middle of watching it that you sent me the text? It,
2: it was in the middle of watching it. I, I couldn't even wait until after the film, because it just <laughs> got me.
0: <laughs> uh, go on, what did it say?
2: I, I, can't, I can't access my phone, because we're Hell recording. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Um, along the lines of... The, the bit of music in here is so fucking 70s, it's unbelievable. And it was
0: one particular point, wasn't it? It was where they're buying the tuxedos.
2: Yeah, and uh, Carrie's trying on lipstick in one of the shops. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to use that piece of music at the beginning of the show. I'm going to use it for the theme music this week. and okay. I, will probably, I will probably put it underneath what we're saying here now, just to give the listener an idea. I've got to admit, since watching it again this morning... I've become a little bit obsessed with this soundtrack. <laughs> 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 um, it's by a guy called Pinot Donaggio. <laughs> Sounds like a wine. Yeah, Pinot Donaggio. Nice, fresh, crispy, fruity Pinot Donaggio. The entire soundtrack is on YouTube, track by track. And. It's not all like that bit from the tuxedo store. Um, The theme to carry at the beginning is a beautiful piece of music when you listen to it in isolation. There's a couple of uh, songs on there as well because they play a couple of songs, don't they, at the the prom. And they are just so 70s. Yeah,
2: but I mean, that piece of music we're on about, it it was so... (laughs) So seventies. I don't know how else to describe it. It was like the theme tune from Starskin Hutch Cagney and Lacey all rolled into one.
0: (laughs) And it was it was a little bit out of place. Yes, is that what it was? Out of
2: place because you'd gone from it's it's very macabre most of the way through, and you've got this, this. Music that you don't even notice most mm. of the way through, but it's just adding to the atmosphere. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this jolly 70s horn and guitars and whatever, and it's just like, what the hell?
0: Real sort of synthesizer type, yeah. Yeah. And
2: uh, goes go like Hammond organ or something.
0: Well, when you're pottering about the... Um the flat later on just put the soundtrack on on youtube mate and you, you'll love it it is absolutely great background music it's so funny
2: <laughs> i might play it when i next
0: get in my lift <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, elevator music <laughs> when did you last see this by the way i
2: i think it was possibly last year maybe a year before well, within oh. the last two years oh, still
0: quite recently okay yeah do you know what struck me But bear with me on this one as well. It's Matilda.
2: Do you know what? I watched Matilda on Sunday. No, (laughs) right, okay.
0: Right. It is just a horror version of Matilda. Or or Matilda is is this movie with a happy ending. I'm not too sure what's what.
2: Girl at school. Telekinetic
0: powers. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Not particularly nice parents. She gets practical jokes played on her at school.
2: Yeah, and I bet you. Oh, I wonder
0: what came first. I had to check. I've done that. I've done your research. Oh, for you've
2: got you.
0: that. What came first? Carrie came out. Was first published in 1974.
2: Yeah, Matilda, 1988.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Roald Dahl plagiarist. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the horror version of Matilda. Matilda is like the the watered down yeah. version of this.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: there's a lot of similarities, yeah,
0: <laughs> good spot. Never noticed it until today, because I hadn't seen Matilda, I think, myself until last year for the first time, I'd never watched it, and I was there watching the hang on a minute, there, there was things I'm thinking, I've seen this in some something else, and it took me a while, and the more I thought about it, the more similarities there were. Yeah,
2: that's a good point. Mm. Right, you were saying about the music, Yeah, it's good, but... The the opening sequence. Mm. Um,
0: Still disturbing.
2: (laughs) I have to be honest here. (laughs) The opening two or three minutes looked like the start of a porno.
0: With that floaty music as well, Carrie's theme.
2: You've got the camera panning sort of along row after row of lockers with the steam coming off the showers with semi-naked or fully-naked college girls there and i'm like i i bet you somewhere there's a porno version of it because they do it to all the films um but yeah it wasn't until the bit where she's washing herself and obviously she she starts to bleed Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and then it changes sort of lane almost and, and starts to become the film that it does but um You'd be mistaken if you didn't know it. If you were in the 70s and went to the cinema to see this and you didn't know anything about it,
0: you're in the wrong theatre. Yeah. <laughs> you'd
2: be going, especially if you took your girlfriend or something. you, Do
0: you know one. what I think it is? I think that opening sequence is Carrie's perception of what's going on around her, where she's trying to switch herself off to make right. herself invisible to the other girls. Yes. Yeah. So she doesn't get noticed, so she doesn't get picked on. So there's this sort of floaty, dreamlike view that she's having, which is suddenly bang she's brought out of when they start yeah. noticing that she oh, is yeah. bleeding. I don't know. Perhaps that's me reading too much into it, but you know, she also does it. Uh, it's another point. It happens um, when they get announced as king and queen of the prom. Yes,
2: it goes yes, all floaty there as well. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then when the bucket of blood finally gets tipped over all you can hear is the swinging of the bucket and the dripping of the blood you can't hear the crowd Uh, you can see their mouths moving and laughing pj souls laughing at her but all you can hear is what she's focusing on i think it's really clever and that's probably that's my explanation for the beginning i've never thought about that beginning before like that but I'm wondering if... It's <laughs> just the perv, in yeah. But no, it does. It, it, it does look like a cheap 70s porno flick. But yeah. I think that's what it is. I think it's her perception of what's going on around her to try and block everybody out.
2: Probably if I was to read the book, you'd get a better explanation of it. But I think you could be right mm. that she's just in her own mind and... She's not looking at what's going on around her, but that's what she thinks going on around her. It's,
0: it's a case of like, if they don't notice me, if I just keep myself to myself, mm. I won't get picked on today. I won't get bullied, and that reality is suddenly bang brought into focus. Once she yeah. starts screaming and they start throwing things at her, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still a disturbing scene though. Like you said, the the, the bullying.
2: Oh, is it's brutal. horrific. Yeah. And, and what made it worse, and reminded me of um, Airplane. Right. <laughs> when the teacher gets the kids away and picks her up, starts shaking her, slaps her across <laughs> the face.
0: There's a big queue of them behind. <laughs> striker.
2: <her. laughs>
0: the teacher. Mm. My favourite character in the whole film.
2: She, She's... Yeah, she's very hot and cold, that mm. one, isn't she? Because she starts being a bit, like, man up sort of thing until she realises there's bigger problems yeah. and does stick up for her.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, she's a bit of a bitch as well. <laughs> <laughs> when she's got the girls lined up and gave them the, the detention mm. and that, can't remember which one, but said, no, I'm not doing detention, yeah. and then slaps her straight across the face. <laughs> <Yeah. like> <laughs> Times have changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, God of those days that you could actually slap the kids. Um, I remember back in, back in the day, mate, you, before the age of the internet where you could watch trailers at sort yes. of your own whim and things like that, the only sort of knowledge we would have had of this movie growing up would have been those little 30-second slots that they used to show, you know, in the ad breaks on ITV. And it's still in the back of my brain, a memory came to me today, in the scene where just after the shower scene, she's in the headmaster's office and he calls her Cassie. Yes. And she goes, (laughs) it's Carrie, and the ashtray goes flying. That was always used in the trailers. Because they can yeah, only fit so much. Yeah, it's a
2: little teaser without giving away any yeah. of the major points.
0: Yeah. yeah, there was never any indication of like the carnage that was going to happen at the end of the movie. It was just focusing on this girl with telekinetic powers. And that has always stuck with me as one of the trailers they used to show. I mean, I was only seven when this came out. So, you know, you'd still see the trailers in the evenings on the TV. Mm. And it was, it was just that bit which goes, it's Carrie, like that, because it was like obviously the name of the film as well, you know, it's a real tagline for it. And it just straight away, I was like, bloody hell, I remember that. And I think they actually used that when they were advertising the TV screening of it as well, you know, when they're promoting it when it has being shown on the TV. You don't particularly enjoy horrors, we know that, but this one is, is one you go back to. You have gone back to a fair few times.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't watch it. Every year or so, but yeah, it, it's one that I'll watch if it's on telly. And I say, I, I, I have got a copy and I will watch it when I feel like it. Yeah. Um, it's not one that I'll never watch again. I'll probably leave it a few years now because I've seen it twice in a yeah. quite quick session.
1: Yeah.
2: Think got me about this. We've said previously, or I've said about American actors and actresses. Um, not looking their age or they have older people playing teens yeah. and what yeah, American
0: graffiti, wasn't it, I think we mentioned, yeah. didn't we? Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and quite often they look horrendously not the age they're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Sissy Spacek, in this, she looked, in my mind, about 16, 17.
0: Now, we, we know she's she, married, don't we, because her husband was working on yeah. this movie, so go on, tell me how old she actually was.
2: She was born in 49. This was made 75, 76. She was 25, 26 when this was (laughs) filmed. And there's no way you would look at her and go, oh, yeah, she's that age.
0: Yeah. No, I fully agree with that, mate. She's always looked like that. Mm.
2: Yeah, you look at the other classmates, the likes of John Travolta and Amy Irving and that, they all looked quite a bit older than her. I, I know they were doled up, and she wasn't, and and that. But just also sort of body wise, she she's such a slim, tiny little girl. Yeah, I think that made her look younger than the rest of them.
0: I think but a very with, good bit of casting. Oh yeah, I think with the remake, I think Chloe Grace Moretz was actually sort of like fourteen or fifteen. I think, mm. which was like true to the book. I'm sure Carrie's only fifteen. No, no, hang on. How old at are, are the prom? How old have they been? No,
2: they're at high school, aren't they? Yeah. So I think they're between 16 and 18. Yeah. So at the prom last year, probably 18, I'd imagine. Yeah,
0: not too sure. So they're all playing 18-year-olds in this. And yeah, you can believe John Travolta is 18 hmm. in this. William Cat. yeah, yeah, I can see that.
2: So Melanie Griffiths was first auditioned for the
0: role. I read that. I read Melanie Griffith, and there was somebody else, and I looked her up. And I thought, oh, actually, Bet-
2: yeah. Betsy Slade.
0: Betsy Slade. And I looked at the photo and I thought, actually, yeah, you would have probably looked okay in that. Yeah. Because there was another remake before the 93 one, wasn't there?
2: I think oh, it- there's been TV adaptations. There was a, the a TV well. movie around about 2000s or something, yeah. um, which they were planning to run a series off it. Okay. Afterwards. Um, which never came through because the movie was so shockingly shit. <laughs> I don't know how you'd make a TV series out of Carrie.
0: Yeah, because obviously she's dead at the end of this movie, so yeah. it would be been a prequel. Carrie and her amazing telekinetic adventures or something, who knows? Um, <laughs> Technicolor Dreamcoat, yeah. Um, would you be tempted to watch any other horrors if I could select something... Sort of knowing what your tastes are now.
2: I'm open to watching anything, mm. but don't expect me to enjoy them. More. <laughs> um, we've, we've covered a few horrors. If, though. if you, I don't. I hope you're not talking about Hammer no. House of Horror. No, no. Because uh, no, no. I mean, I remember watching those when they used to be on TV late at night. Yeah, and again. They were more suspense
0: than horror. Well, because they were so Uh, old. Yeah. (laughs) Now, we're saving those for Real Britannia, the the Hammer stuff. Now, I've I've got a couple in mind that I'm not going to immediately, you know, thinking when October comes around, you know, we may be looking at a horror film. Thinking about it, I mean, you've reviewed Halloween on this show with us. Yep. In our first year when we did the Halloween special, you reviewed five. Yeah. It <laughs> was a fun week. That, was, that was, was, I, it took forever, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a long um, day.
2: We also done Let the Right One In. That was sort of horror, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, It is horror. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I like that. See, that, that bizarrely, for you, horror yeah. movie and subtitled.
1: <laughs>
2: if, I like to be unpredictable. If, if,
0: you, if you'd got a black and white in there as well. You'd have got all three. You would have ticked all three boxes of your your three bugbears, um, but you like let the right one in. That's that was amazing yeah, that you right. like. Okay, I've got some ideas that you know we may say for for sort of October time. If you were to rate it out of ten,
2: um, a strong eight.
0: That's good for you. That is good for you. Um, I was expecting something in that sort of region, knowing that you've picked this. And you were quite enthusiastic about it when you told me, so.
2: yeah, I didn't feel I didn't feel a chore watching it yesterday no. afternoon. I stuck it on sort of in the background, but I stopped what I was doing and watched it all the yeah. way through and was paying attention. And, yeah, it was, and that was in the daytime. I mean, horrors, I think, are one of those films that are best watched at night anyway. Oh, of course,
0: yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah, watch it again
0: anytime. Mm. I mean I've watched it, as I say, very, very recently. I'm sure it was this year, if not it was late last year. And I checked on letterbox.com what star rating I'd given it. And back mm. then I gave it four. This okay. time I've given it five. I enjoyed this so much more. Friggling. Yeah, I'm I'm giving this five stars because I think I've genuinely realized that it's not just an okay horror movie it's a little bit more than that it It deserves the classic status. It's a very good Stephen King adaptation, which is always a bonus yeah. and despite the fact that it may have aged in certain respects at certain things, the tuxedos and stuff like that 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 doesn't matter, yeah. You you know that it's a seventies horror movie, and you go into it watching it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it even more this time round, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, good. so I've I've bumped it right up to a five.
2: Ah, oh, I'm glad I picked a good film for you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so that's Carrie. Should we take a little break? And we'll be back with what we're watching next time.
3: And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way.
0: Okay, Paul, what we're watching next time, it's my choice for you. It's a very good choice. Yeah, eagerly eared listeners would have uh, already know what this is from a couple of episodes ago. Your reaction to this when I told you what we were doing, I think, was you fucking beauty. I think you called me. (laughs) Something along those lines. Going back to 1980, it's John Landis and the Blues Brothers. I take it you approve.
2: Um... I won't give too much away, but yes, <laughs> yes, I, I might have seen this once or twice.
0: Okay, Paul, thanks for thanks for Carrie, thanks for That's thanks no for the problem. music. You've also added a soundtrack album to one of my new listening <laughs> habits. Now,
2: I, I don't want to see you in flares anytime <laughs> soon.
0: Thanks for being there, mate. Sorry about the no quality more. of the Skype conversation, guys. It's you know it's the best we can do in these troubled times. Paul, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much, mate.
2: Cheers, Scott. Take care.
3: The management of this theatre suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture... You will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending.
4: I'm that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now. here. Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you feel down, try positive thinking. Well, that's what I told the man. Said, don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking laugh at your troubles instead you've got to look on the bright side on hope so much depends with your confidence sinking positive thinking helps you on the way my friend when things look black try positive thinking treat every season of spring no glancing back try positive thinking, trust what tomorrow may bring this crazy world that we live in, we'll keep on spinning round, but with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up, you ugly bitch. Oh, shut up, we enjoy it.